Welcome everyone to the Sacred Hockey Mask. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Lady Shasha's. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed. <laughs> I'm not editing this out. You messed up your okay. intro. This is this is on I, you. I, if you if you've seen my channel you, and you see me talking with Crystal, you know I mess up my intro all the time. <laughs> but I usually say I'm Lady Shasha, Mistress of the Snark. <laughs> And this is a horror movie podcast. We get together, we've watched a horror movie, and we talk about it. It's really quite that simple. Uh, we're still working through some old vote winners from before this show was created. Uh, and coming up on this episode, we are looking at a film called Blind, which was officially, like, it's listed as 2019 because of, like, film festivals. It was shot before mm-hmm. the pandemic, but uh, it didn't really make its way to, like, VOD and stuff till late last year. Uh, so this is a film... But a blind woman who is stalked by a mass killer, and it made me wish I was blind. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll I'll start with that. Um, I I my first note says, and I'm gonna read it word for word. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the worst movie I've seen this year. That's <laughs> my note I actually wrote. And to think they thought this was good enough to be submitted to film festivals. Uh, uh, hold on, how was that the first? Surely that was the last note you wrote. So that happened at the end. <laughs> that was the first note. That was like after, I don't know, maybe the first 10 minutes. I was like, oh my god. Well, yeah, I mean, you called it, I suppose. I can't really argue with it. Because this is the thing the premise of this movie is totally sound, right? It's just mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, what was the, the one with the, the deaf woman uh, that was not bad? Hush. Uh, yeah, that, Hush was a solid movie, right? Uh, Similar idea. You've got a blind person, very vulnerable. You've got a serial killer looking dude with a mask who mm-hmm. is obsessed with her. Right? Recipe for success. Like, you give that to a good director, they'll go yeah, away think, and they'll make a great movie. I think there was one done either the 60s or 70s. It was called um, Wait Until Dark. And it was the same premise, oh. blind woman, and except for she was in an apartment instead of a house. I have not heard of that one, but that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh I ha- may have to track that one down, but um, so the, the basic premise of this, we're starting spoiler-free as we always do, uh, although I don't think many of you should uh, can be concerned, like, just, just stick around, have it spoiled, it's better than watching it, I, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but the basic premise uh, is that the lead, lead character, Faye, she was an actress, she was a, a movie star who was just kind of just had her big break, she was in her big first movie that was getting a lot of press, and well, there's like a little exposition scene at the start where she's like, I, I was going to say watching, she's listening to a, an interview mm-hmm. that she did uh, on TV where she said that, oh, she has to wear contacts and glasses and she's going to get laser eye surgery because she, she she's really sick of it. And like, it cuts back to her like listening to this and she's like, like the tears coming down the eye and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, all right. So obviously it went wrong. Uh, she, she went blind and that's where we are. So she has a fan base right so she is famous and she's living in a fairly nice house you know and and, you know hollywood or somewhere in the surrounding areas and it's quite it's quite pretty and she's got a will they won't won't they romance with a mute man and you're thinking how does a mute man and a blind woman communicate well he's he's got an app on his phone he's got like make herself sam uh Mm -hmm. type something and it speaks out to her and that is a shocking amount of the plot of this movie is the oh, romance God. between those two, um, and it sort of quietly builds up the killer guy, and then you know he sort of starts to make his move a bit later on, and that's the the gist of it. I mean, if nothing else, it's like eighty minutes. I'll I'll at least say it was short. I, I that's, that's mm-hmm. the 
that's the positive thing I, I have for it. I have so, there's a couple of moments that made me laugh, so I guess mm-hmm. that's also kind of a positive in a roundabout way. But uh, that's basically it. I mean, I, I guess the first thing we talk about. I mean, I, well, I mean, we've kind of already said it was terrible, but I, I, just just for the sake of consistency, Shasha, what are your general thoughts on Blind? <laughs> I feel like if you if you've ever seen that there's a an Aretha Franklin meme where they ask her about different singers and she talks about oh this person has a great voice that person has great stage presence and then they ask about this particular si- singer and she says beautiful gowns <laughs> that's how this this woman's great looking the lighting beautiful the setting beautiful the the cinematography the sound everything look it look it's a great you took it take any still from this it's a great looking movie but nothing happens. <laughs> and what, what little does happen is, is, is derivative. We've seen it all before. It's, it's paint by numbers. I can't, oh, it's just bad. I, I, I'll give you a nice, nice scenery. I don't know if I'm ready to give you nice cinematography. Now that there's not a couple of moments where they're sort of doing the, there's a couple of like suspenseful moments that they're trying to go for that they're taking something out of it. It's kind of like a Halloween-esque moment, but it's a lot, but they they get away with a lot more because the woman's blind, so they can have the killer like, you know, walking in front of her or whatever, and that that's that's fine. But honestly, those aren't even the scenes that are are good uh, as far as cinematography. I thought the scenes where they where she's talking to her uh, support group. I like the camera movement between those characters. It made I don't know, maybe it was handheld, but it made you feel like you were in a room with them when they were talking. I like that. Uh, maybe I was too distracted by the consistent sad music that was really hamming <laughs> up, or the or the terrible acting from everyone yes. involved, the melodramatic acting. Um, but I I I wasn't really getting a whole part part because why I was feeling from the visuals in this and even even just the rating, it felt like someone and I'm not, I don't know if this is true. I, I've not looked the director up. But it felt like a director who just got out of film school and was like, here's all the rules of filmmaking and I'm going to do all these things. This mm-hmm. is this is what you do to make a horror movie. And mm-hmm. it felt like he was trying his damnedest to pull all these things off. I'm going to scare you right now because there's a sequel to this. Oh, God. There's a sequel from the same director and... The reason why I figured this out there was a sequel to this is because when I looked up the movie initially, I noticed that when I clicked on uh, when I looked at the cast list, there was someone credited, uh, or sorry, when I looked at the movie and you get the suggested movies, like, you know, other movies that are you might like or, or similar, I noticed the movie called uh, Pretty Boy. And I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. It was like just one, another one of the director's films. And then at the end of this movie, when I get to the credits, the, the 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 killers credited as Pretty Boy, and I went, wait a minute, and I went and checked it out. They shot a sequel that picks up basically right after this one ends. It's like a continuation of the night Halloween two style. I, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> a part of me has a morbid curiosity, like. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's apparently coming out soon. Mm. We we may cover that. Because okay. that, because now we're now we're into the blind cinematic universe. I mean, we have to, <laughs> we have to keep the journey going, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, every, like everything about how it was, uh, like it had that really cheap look to it visually, where everything's overly lit, like in the daytime scenes, 
it mm-hmm. feels like they're going for that dreamlike aesthetic kind of thing, and it's like I don't know. They're trying really hard. It reminded me a little bit of a Lifetime uh, romance movie. Uh, yeah, li- yeah Lifetime. A romantic thriller. Yeah, one of those romantic thrillers on Lifetime. I, I think Lifetime's a good a good example. It feels like a Lifetime movie in places. It, it really does. And like every time there's a conversation between Faye and her, like there's like another blind woman who's kind of like a, her friend mm-hmm. who, who's from support group. And she, like, there's a whole scene where they sit down after they've went on a hike together. The, 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 the mute guy, uh, I think his name's Caleb. I think it was Luke. Was it, oh, was it Luke? Luke? Maybe Luke. Yes, Luke, you're right, it's Luke. Mm-hmm. So they go on a hike with Luke and he's like there like to help them up there. Because, I mean, going hiking with two blind people on their own is probably mm-hmm. a little bit dangerous, right? <laughs> uh, and he goes with them and it's clear that he's got a thing for her. There's a, dare I say, a nice moment almost where she says something to him in a sort of goodbye way and he goes to type a response into his phone but she just shuts the door because he, she doesn't know that he's typing a response. She doesn't realise mm-hmm. he's got more to say. She just thinks she said bye and that's it. And he sort of stands, stands there really sad because the, the door's mm-hmm. been shut in his face. And I'm like, okay, you had there was kind of an idea there. There was, there was, there was an idea there for, about this miscommunication. Uh, but there's a scene where it's, it's, them together, it's the two women together. It's Faye and her friend uh, Sophia. And they're sitting and they're both like pretending to be blind. I mean, the other woman may actually be blind. I don't know. Probably not though. <laughs> but they're sitting there. And she's like, "Something's on your mind." I can tell. And the piano music's still going. Like it mm-hmm. never shuts up. It yeah. just feels sad. Feels sympathy for this woman. And I'm like, I don't know. The more this movie goes on, the more I'm hoping she accidentally steps off the side of her hillside <laughs> house and goes down the hill. Into a bush. There's <laughs> what's even worse than that is I mean I I I risk sounding ableist, but when they have the character that is mute have long <laughs> lines of, of of dialogue that's all computer voice. <laughs> like at one point he gave a whole speech. <laughs> I was just I feel like such a horrible person saying this, but I know. I would not have had, I don't know whether I would have written that that way. I mean, it, it, it kind of has to have an audio, audio way of doing it, though, because he's talking mm-hmm. to a blind woman. He can't just, because cause the way, cause if, he, if he was with other characters who weren't blind, he would maybe just have mm-hmm. like a, a little board that he'd write on quickly. And that would be, yeah. a, like, because that would be silent, it would have a bit more gravitas to it. But having this mm-hmm. Microsoft Sam voice just kind of makes it feel a bit goofy in, in places. Mm-hmm. Uh. But I mean that's the least of this movie's problems though. I like So they go to support group right early on in the film, right? You know what? Spoilers. Screw it. We're in yes. spoilers, right? No one cares, right? We're in spoilers. They go to support group. Before I even get to anything they talk about a support group, I have to talk about there's a cameo here from an actor oh, that I recognize. I, I know who you're gonna say. The greasy, greasy strangler, strangler. <laughs> <laughs> Is and in the scene. Him say bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he's basically playing the same. It's, it's almost like the Greasy Stranglers as a support group uh, mm-hmm. for his his Greasy Killing Addiction. <laughs> and one another funny thing that happened in the, in the support group. It's supposed to be a support group for I think mostly blind people. During the course of Luke's speech, he says, "Look at so and so. She's the. How are they gonna look at?" <laughs> the, the, there's an intentional thing like that later actually when he's talking to Sophia and he says like oh I really like uh, Faye but I don't know how to say it and she sort of mm-hmm. starts to say it she's like don't say it 
like shut up <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like like okay okay i was all i was almost sweet that was almost a sweet joke mm-hmm. but anyway so that's the support group he does the thing that you, we've all heard this before right the idea that when you lose your eyesight your other senses like get a bit better like they accommodate mm-hmm. a little bit right and notably in terms of superheroes the premise of daredevil is that he has his his hearing turns into like radar like mm-hmm. you know detection right there's a scene in this movie that's just kind of on its own where she goes hiking on her own up up the hills a bit and she stands there and listens and do you know what it's like it's like a scene in a superman movie where he first gets his mm-hmm. super hearing and it hurts so he, he can't handle it and he's kind of holding his ears and that's what she does it's like she's got super hearing, which, for the yeah. record, never comes into play the whole movie. Like, there's scenes in this movie where the killer's standing right in front of her and tiptoeing. Like, this guy is so stealthy. He's, like, going around so quietly and he's, like, right in front of her and he, she can't hear him. Don't tell her she's got super hearing <laughs> earlier in the film mm-hmm. if you're going to then make her hearing worse than everyone else's the rest of the movie. Sim- simple consistency it's all i ask if nothing else be consistent <laughs> can we talk about the um would-be stalker like the his introduction he's like poking the eye out of a doll and oh it's cliche paints so it's face and dresses it up and wraps it in christmas lights it, like it, what it, are you doing <laughs> it's so cliche there's like heart balloons around he's got like a little mm-hmm. dinner table set out we don't see him right away. It's not because he, he he kills Sophia, right? So like you know, after she's had a couple of scenes with uh Faye, she's waiting at like the bus stop or something, and he comes up and we only see his feet, and then she wakes up and has like I don't know, party room, I guess, and she's sort of like feeling around and she's like asking for help and she's like feeling the lights in the walls and she's sort of going down. And then he, like, eventually like, comes out of a curtain, and this is where we get the reveal of the mask, right? Which is not a surprise, because it's on the poster. You, you know you know what he looks like in terms of a killer. Um, It's kind of like... It's not quite a cherub mask, but it's kind of in that vein, right? Mm-hmm. You, you've got that kind of, like, sort of porcelain, blonde, curly hair, rosy red cheeks kind of, kind of vibe. So, like, halfway in between the mask from um, Valentine and mm. a male version of um the the female mask in the strangers okay yeah yeah but made of porcelain mm-hmm. yeah uh well at least it looked like it was maybe it wasn't maybe it just was shiny <laughs> so it mm-hmm. didn't look plastic but maybe it was uh but he comes out and he, he kills her and it's, it's a simple enough death there's, there's nothing particularly exciting about it but this is where it starts to like do more cliched things where it shows you him like fantasizing about dancing with Faye. And he's actually I think he's like dancing with like a mannequin or something like that. But there's like a whole extended like three minute sequence of him just dancing with her and he's like fantasizing it. Obviously they've shot it where she's actually there and they're dancing all romantic. And he's still got his mask on, but this is all just to show he's obsessed with her, right? He's he's obsessed and he's in love with her and he's a sicko and all these things. Um and that that's going on. Meanwhile, I, I guess, like, on the other side of things, there's, like, a, like, Luke comes over to try and flirt with with Faye, but she gets kind of standoffish when, like, he, he goes to hold her hand, so she, she pulls away, it's kind of awkward, and he leaves. And the, 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 the character arc, which this movie's... I mean, I, I, I do the air quotes because it's not good at it, but it is technically mm-hmm. there, and that it's about her... 
accepting that she, this is her life now and she has to still be happy. She still has to move on and look pursue things and whatever her new life's going to be. Um, but she she sort of shoes him away at that point. She wakes up after falling asleep and she's left a, a pizza in the oven so it's all burned and the fire alarm is going off or the smoke alarm rather. And I'm like, yeah, this is actually really dangerous. If you're blind, you really can't mm-hmm. be leaving things in the oven. That just seems like a really bad... Because like, I mean, I suppose you could tell me you're getting close to fire. It'd be getting quite hot. But, like, you know, mm-hmm. the, so it just seemed dangerous. So she orders some food. And we get this... I, I'm convinced this is just here so we can have another random kill because there's not enough kills in the movie. So mm-hmm. we get the, 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 sorry, the sushi delivery driver who recognizes her and then stupidly asks her why she wasn't in the sequel to the movie that he liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, oh, I'm retired. And... He realizes she's blind, so he decides to sneak around to the like the patio doors and sneaks in her bedroom and starts sniffing her underwear and all that. And it's like, oh, she can't see him, so he can get away with all this. And the killer kills her. It feels like it's just there so we can have another kill. That's, mm-hmm. that's the only reason why it's here. And then the killer comes in, sort of stalks around quietly, stares at her. She puts on some music and dances herself at one point, and he sort of da- he's sort of like walking around her, and it's like he's fantasizing about the dancing again all these things and then she goes for a shower and then she like actually is suspicious because she thinks someone's taken her dress so she thinks someone's been in the apartment or the house so she calls the police the policeman to his credit is actually quite considerate to -hmm. her predicament he seems nice enough he offers to check the house again even though he's not found anything uh but i I want to make this clear like there's not been a lot of plot that i have described so far but that we're we're at like an hour into the movie at this point this has been an hour to get to this point, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so many scenes where she's sitting there just sort of thinking or looking off and pardon the word looking, but you know, just kind of <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know. And the trance, like and the deep in thought and things like that. So there's a lot of that. But the worst example of that's yet to come. There's actually it's it's, it's kind of obvious it's going to happen, but so the one good little moment is she she makes a choice. She she phones look to apologize for kind of like making it awkward earlier and she's like like you've been a good friend but you know what no i don't want to say that i want to move on i know it's late it's like three in the morning but can you come over here can you come over here right now and she's making this big move and Mm -hmm. look bless him bless his heart he comes over there with his jesus his jesus hair and he puts on this a booty call yeah (laughs) he he puts he puts on the morning that's a booty call it is, it is. But he's got a big crush on her. He's all excited, and they do the little switcheroo here where she gets all dressed. She's got she. Although, did you think it was weird that a blind woman who's like setting up a seduction kind of like uh like scenario puts candles all the way down the hallway in either side? Yes, I was wondering who put up all these candles. But all through the movie, I've been wondering who does her makeup. This lady has on eyeliner and mascara <laughs> every day. How do you do that without being able to see? I'm, try- I'm trying. I'm trying to find out. I will accept. I, I will. <laughs> I will suspend my disbelief and, and accept that at least to some degree, women who are blind who want to put on makeup will learn to do at least some of it. Right? Maybe not all mm-hmm. of it. Maybe it's a bit far fetched how much she has on, but mm-hmm. right. But she she she's literally done like rose petals down the hallway, and she's got rows of candles like, going down the sides of the hall. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was, should you really be lighting like you know twenty four candles and leaving them? Bar- like I don't know. This just seems like a bad idea to me. 
Yeah. Poor life choice, Faye. Poor life choice. So anyway, she's been sad and mopey the whole movie. Which, not that I'm saying that someone who becomes blind shouldn't be sad about it. Obviously, it's a lot to go through. But Also, the movie starts with her with these super long scissors cutting, you know, the, the roses, which those are not pairing shears. Don't don't use scissors to cut flowers. They never come back up. I thought, oh, they're going to come back into play later in the movie. Oh yeah, she's gonna use them to save herself. That was that was during the five minutes in our eighty-minute movie. We had a five-minute, really stretched-out opening title sequence Mm -hmm. that did all the title, all the credits came up a second time in Braille, which Mm -hmm. I get the 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 intent, but uh, you know, it it, it just it was just the way they knew the movie was too short. So so many of these scenes are really long, and Mm -hmm. so many like elements feel stretched out, but. We get this big moment where she goes to open the door, she's put on more makeup, she's got a, a nice dress on, she obviously says a high look, and he doesn't say anything, she's like, no, don't say anything, just come in. And of course, when the door opens further, and in walks the killer, and his white suit is all covered in blood, and we get a quick shot, a look outside dead, so we know that he's killed him for sure. I'm like, okay, that, this is a, this was, you know what, this entire movie might be based on this moment, this moment where she opens the door thinking it's the guy she, she likes, and it's mm-hmm. actually him. But because he doesn't speak, it can play out for a while before she realizes, you know, and technically she only really gets a hint that it's not him at the very last second of the movie, because we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're almost at the end. But not before the longest <laughs> yes. monologue in the history of cinema, where I thought she, I thought she finished. She's given this, like, this uh, melodramatic monologue about being blind, about her love of cinema, and how all she wanted was to see herself in the big screen. And I thought she finished her point. And the, the sad mm-hmm. piano music from earlier is still going, by the way. It keeps coming back. And then she starts up again. And she, she has like three monologues, like back to back, but just a bit of a pause in between each one. And by the and, and but ultimately by the end, it's like, you know, I, I don't want you to lead me. I want you to go forward in my life by my side. Like, like it's like, oh my God, like... <sighs> Just, just, he's sitting there. She takes his hand. She leads him into the bedroom. She strips down and lies in the bed, butt ass naked, um, and like sort of like just says, "Don't hurt me." And this is when our killer finally takes off his mask, and he's he's kind of got like a big round face. He's got like a like a glass eye or something. It's like a crystal or something that he's got instead of an eye, and mm-hmm. he's got like a big goofy smile. And he holds out a rose, and some blood drips from the rose onto her cheek, and she sort of turns and sort of goes, <gasps> and then it cuts to credits. That's the like the entire movie. It took us eighty goddamn minutes of mm-hmm. melodramatic monologuing, sad face, this woman pretending to be blind, and going around and just everything. Like this movie had the plot for about thirty minutes, right? This was mm-hmm. a thirty-minute short stretched out to 80 minutes mm-hmm. and so the fact that there's a, a sequel which and the only thing i know about the sequel is that it's set in the same night and pretty boy which is our killer takes faye to like a party like i know that's the that's the premise oh, of the sequel. Gosh. it's probably the party that's in his head that's in his little lair and I don't think that's enough for a whole movie. I don't, no, I don't think it is because I think it mentioned victims. So I feel oh, okay. like it's a real party just so that he can kill some people. That's my mm-hmm. that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe he goes to his private party first and then 
then he takes her to somewhere with people for Vic. I, I don't know. But, like, I mean, the only hook this movie really has is the realization from her that there's actually, like, a this like insane stalker slash murderer after her. And you don't really get it. You don't get her. You don't, there's no, like, time to spend with her actually knowing that and acting mm-hmm. appropriately. It's just a, <gasps> at the last second, in the movie. And, and going back to the scene where her other senses are supposed to be heightened, why oh, yeah. does she not notice his smell? They even make it at a point for her to mention Luke's cologne. Yes, he he. Cause he so specifically, why would she think that was Luke if she didn't if he smelled different? She specifically puts on. Uh, he he specifically puts on like the scent she likes, so then she she mm-hmm. notices that earlier. I mean, maybe if they showed us like the hand of the killer, like putting that on, because because you know, yeah. he, he had it on, or maybe he'd spray himself with it. Um. You know, does she not notice that the guy's hands at least like you know twice as fat as the other, you know, mm-hmm. as, as Luke's hand? There's a lot of things here that she should be noticing and doesn't. Like we're told at the start of the movie that her other senses are better. We even get a scene where she's like young Clark Kent trying to control his super hearing because it's too painful and noisy, and then for the rest of the movie she doesn't hear a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't notice anything through any other senses until eventually a drop of blood hits her face and that's the only thing and it's, that's, that's the end of the movie it cuts right then and for 80 minutes it felt like it like two like my mind kept on going to that that spongebob thing where it says two hours later <laughs> it felt. I, I was fighting not to play I, at one point i really was i was scrolling instagram on my phone and i pride myself on being a person who does not play on their phone when they watch oh, movies, sure. I typically try to have all my attention on a movie. But this was this was a struggle. But luckily, I watched it on Tubi, so there was commercials, so I was able to play on the phone mostly during the commercials. But that was your break still. time. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, like I, you know, I I've been being lost over some things. Like you know, like every time we mentioned, I mentioned there was a conversation between two characters. Trust me, it went on longer than I made it sound. Like, mm-hmm. I, mean, I think I skipped over the scene where Luke. I mean, no, I mentioned the one joke from it, but there's the scene where Luke's getting advice from Sophia, and there's a whole thing where he's like, you know, I don't know how to, you know, say it to her. Right? And there's a little joke there, but then she's mm-hmm. like, "Well, she's a woman. She likes to be listened to, and you know, to laugh and things like that." And I'm like, "A man wrote that. That that, that was yeah. so vague. Yeah. That was so mm-hmm. vague." <laughs> There is no way a woman wrote those lines of dialogue. And then there's a whole thing where she's feeling his face so she can say, nah, you feel pretty handsome. I think you're handsome. Mm -hmm. And Sophia's got a husband, by the way, who we see in like two scenes. He's he's barely around. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's like one joke scene where he's lying in bed next to her. And then there's like another scene where he's he's at the support group and he has like a one-liner. And that's... That's was that the, was that her husband when she said I I can't go with you guys I have something to do with him and he was like we we don't have shit was yeah that, yeah that? that was him yeah <laughs> that was funny yeah I I like a thing is like what's the Greasy Strangler doing for the rest of the movie what's he up yeah. to I mean no, don't get me wrong like that movie might be the most disgusting movie I've ever seen oh, yeah. I I I felt filthy I I had to go for two showers like at the end of that movie just to feel clean. But I enjoyed it so much. Oh no, I <laughs> and it can't... was so ridiculous. <laughs> like, you you can't deny that movie is full of ideas and full of energy and like commits mm-hmm. to what it's doing. Uh, 
That's go go watch that instead of this, if y'all. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously not for the same audience. Like, you, it's a very specific audience for the Greasy Strangler. Like, if you liked, um, oh God, what was that movie where it was a uh, a killer in a um in a bowling alley, but it was really extreme. Why can't I remember the name of that? I don't know if I've seen this one. But it had a similar feel to Greasy Strangler. I need to I need to review that. But sure, um, yeah. trying to think of some another way to tell you if you like the Greasy Strangler, which also, is a movie. I've just I've just noticed in the credits that the sushi delivery guy, mm-hmm. he's credited as Sushi Boy. <laughs> Not even delivery guy, Sushi Boy. Is is like is Sushi Boy like the the, the crappy sidekick of Pretty Boy, the killer? Like mm. are they going for like a naming theme here? Why not name mm. everyone some something boy or something girl if you're going to, if you're going to stick mm. to that? Like, why not? Why? Why, <laughs> why isn't the main character's Blaine girl if we're if we're going mm. to stick to that naming convention? <laughs> oh man, that's <laughs> just. <laughs> and mean, by the way, I owe I owe Hush an, an apology because I gave Hush a negative review. I didn't I didn't care for it. I thought it was kind of boring, but this makes Hush look like a masterpiece. Like this is uh, real. This wow. I I I like Hush. I think Hush might be Mike Flanagan's best movie because I think it's the only one that doesn't shit the bed at the ending. Because I, I think all of his movies have weak endings. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was him that did Oculus, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Weekend. That one started out good, and then I like the short. If you saw the original short, film I didn't. Of Oculus, no, I didn't. Oh, that one was was a lot better than the movie. Yeah, Doctor Sleep. Surprisingly solid for a lot of the movie, but weak ending when it just tried to be Shining too. When it was just doing mm-hmm. its own weird, you know, like, ah, oh, there's like psychic vampires. Like, it was like, oh, this is a lot of fun. And then it was like, oh, but now we have to do a bunch of Shining related mm-hmm. references yeah, and stuff. Yeah, there was no reason for them to go back to the Overlook. I don't, and from what I hear, that wasn't in the book, in the Doctor Sleep book at all. That was just tacked on for oh, me. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, yeah, don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. I heard it on Twitter, and you know, even, you know what you say when you hear things on Twitter. Even haunting a chance it can be true or not. Even haunting a Hill House, the last episode of that was like, it didn't ruin the show, but it was it was like someone turned on the light and started vacuuming. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, it, like all the creepiness went away and it got a bit too sentimental. Uh, and I think we've brought up before as well, uh, uh, Gerald, uh, Gerald's game. Um, yeah, that again. I think the ending is just it goes too sentimental and like you know, uh, I, for some reason he just uh, he doesn't know how to end a horror movie. Everything has to be too happy at the end. I'm like, no, it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like some bait. And can you tell that I'm trying to talk about other things because Blind is yeah, uh... because this movie there's nothing we ran out stuff to talk about. There there's no, there's nothing to else to even make movie. fun of. This like, is going to be a very short review because there isn't much to say about this. I'm I'm trying to think of like scenes that we've skipped over or like. I don't think we skipped over anything because each scene was so extended. Oh, we mentioned we mentioned uh, the cop. We didn't mention that the cop died because the, the, he did go like looking around the neighborhood afterwards, and mm-hmm. he found. Actually, this was never clear to me exactly where this was. It's like a maintenance place. Like the pretty boy's lair is in mm-hmm. like a place that's actually connected to her house. It's it's like the 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 pool boy's little like hut or something mm-hmm. <laughs> that's connected. So he actually has access to her her house, which. I don't know. I don't think they. I don't think they clearly defined what this place actually was. Like what? I, 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 like when they revealed that it was connected, that it was like sort of like a basement entrance that came up to it. I was like, where is this? Like, what is this place exactly? What is the purpose of this building? Why is it here? 
the only thing I can think of is if it's one of those planned communities. Like in America, there are some planned communities where there's a neighborhood pool and it's just in that neighborhood and all, all the houses are built around it. Sure, okay, and they sure. have like a maintenance room. That's the only thing I could think of. But her house seemed too large to be in one of yeah, those that, neighborhoods. That, like that house seemed large enough to have its own pool. Yeah, this felt like a, a very rich area. <laughs> it didn't feel like yeah. a communal pool type of, type of neighborhood. But I yeah. mean... That's uh, 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 what it is. I, I mean, the fact that there's a second movie like already shot and coming out soon. Like apparently it's coming out like maybe even by the end of this month. Um, I I am fascinated, but th- th- I think the sad part is is that it's not. It's it's like it's really bad, right? It's it's not the hardest movie. Like there's definitely worse movies that I've had a tougher time getting through than this, but. It's also not funny enough to actually be like a birdemic or be like a mm-hmm. a movie like that where it's hilarious because of how bad it is, but there's all these little weird things. Because those movies tend to have this thing where there's so many like bad lines of dialogue or so many weird ideas that they keep throwing at you that it's like a it's like a roller coaster. This is kind of like a more safe version of a bad movie where it just draws out every mm-hmm. plot beat and every idea it has. And it, don't get me wrong. I want to make this very clear. I love a nice slow burn horror movie. I like a slow paced film like a Halloween where it does bask on the killer standing in the background or it does like have the slow build. The problem is, is that the actual human story that's going on throughout this movie, because you have bad actors, because you have an overly melodramatic script that's just full of cliches and just like the, the general quality of the filmmaking, it's not engaging. It's dull. It's, it's tedious and the music yeah i think you said lifetime movie earlier that's what the music kind of makes me think of i think is that that type of quality so yeah i think i'm out i think I, we're only 34 minutes out of this but i i, I don't think i have anything else to say yeah. about mine. i think i'm out, I'm, I'm out of material yes i'm I'm, t- I'm tapping out too like i'm <laughs> I said uh, before that I am so glad that this was available on Tubi because I would be so upset if I paid for it. And I hope the sequel is also available on Tubi or on Amazon. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if, if the people want the review, if they demand it, <laughs> they, well, they better send me, some, send me some money so you have to pay me to watch it. <laughs> uh, Pretty Boy, possibly coming soon. <laughs> but uh yeah i mean what's what's the how, how do we keep this this train going do you do a movie where someone doesn't have the sense of smell like is that any different from a regular horror movie other than oh they didn't know there was a pile of dead bodies outside their their house that were stacking mm-hmm. up because they couldn't smell it because they can't smell anything i mean the actual seeing and hearing the killer still the, the, those are the two most vital ones let's be honest mm-hmm. when it comes to surviving a horror movie hearing and seeing or they're kind of the it actually would have made more sense for them to do a prequel than a sequel to find out who is pretty mm. boy what what made him like this what, what happened to him i, I mean so that's like that slasher stuff where you know it harkens back to some childhood memory the little girl laughs at him and says he's ugly <laughs> I, don't I don't know i don't think i want to see this director uh, tackle the emotional backstory of the killer. <laughs> I think that's asking. And to be fair, it also makes sense to do a sequel because this movie doesn't have a goddamn ending. No, the, it the just sto- stops. The story's Thankfully. barely started. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. 
Uh, anywho, I, I, yeah, I guess this is a shorter one. We'll we just have to live with it. Sorry, guys. Um, on the brave side, there'll be no mid-ad roll on YouTube. I mean, that, that's something. Well, mm-hmm. I only put the mid-ad roll in for, like, around 45 minutes or more, so... You know. Take that as a victory. Shasha, what would you like to score? Blind? I'm gonna say two stars. Let me give it a two. Two out of ten, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and one of those points is just for having a greasy strangler there. <laughs> you get one point for having a greasy strangler, and you get another point for it not being awful to look at. Because thank goodness, usually a movie like this would either put some type of sepia overlay to try to make it creepy, or that blue-green overlay. And thank you for not doing that. I do think it's a little overly dreamlike and bright for a lot of the, the movie, but there's definitely worse looking films, like cheap films. There mm-hmm. absolutely is. Um I yeah, so I Yeah, I'm kind of in the same ballpark. I'm kind I'm I'm kind... You know what? I'm even gonna go a little bit high. I'm gonna go three out of ten, right? Mm-hmm. And admittedly the argument between a two and a three out of ten is like really splitting hairs. But and the reason why I'm gonna do that is because at least the core concept could make a good horror movie, right? You've mm-hmm. got a blind person who doesn't know they're being stalked by a serial killer? That that is a good concept. I'll give it a point for that, um, and I'll also give it a point for being not as painful to actually sit through as some other films. Like, you know, I, I like this. This is definitely better. Again, very contextual here, but it is better than say something like what have I given like a one out of ten to like The Darkness. Or... Oh my gosh, the darkness. Is that the one with Kevin Bacon? Yes, the yes, yes. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> or, you know, other films. Like, you know, so there's that, I have to keep in mind like what I'm rating against here. And I think mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go with the 3 out of 10. But make no mistake, this is like straight to streaming trash. And you will get nothing really much out of this. It's not even funny enough, even though... I, I mean, I was laughing, like, once that piano music was playing constantly for, like, like five minutes, I started laughing hysterically because mm-hmm. I was just, like, it was absurd that it was still playing. Um, it does it does stop for periods, though, because there's some creepy music to play during the, the tense moments, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, three out of ten. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. That's, that's it. That's, uh, that's blind. They say love is blind. Mm-hmm. But blind is not love. That sounded smarter in my head. Let's move on quickly. Uh, I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Bordnow, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, David Brown, and Stanley. They are all $20 or more at patreon.com slash TV. Uh, you can, of course, support us on Patreon uh, at that address for as little as $1 per month, and you can get access to bonus episodes once per month uh, just, for, just for a dollar. At the $5 tier, you get early access to the show by a day, and you get to vote uh, once per month, and you get a choice of a bunch of movies, and the winner of that vote each month becomes an episode, and the runner-up of that vote becomes the bonus episode. So, uh, you can have a little bit of a say in some of the new VOD movies and stuff that uh, are there. And it's a rolling vote. I never explained this too much on the show, but the way it works is is that uh, the stuff that lose still stay on the vote for next month, uh, only the lowest scoring movie of the entire list gets eliminated each month. And that way there's always like a nice selection of things to vote for. 
So, um, but yes, so you can go be a patron. You can also, uh, of course, support us for absolutely free by simply hitting the like button, subscribing, dinging the bell for notifications, or commenting if you're unfortunate enough to have seen Blind. You can give us your thoughts and feelings on the film in the comments. Uh, it is on Tubi for free, or if you're in the UK, it's on Amazon Prime, so you have a couple of choices uh, if you want to try and check it out. And if you're elsewhere, it might be available somewhere. Uh, I have no doubt that any of these services got it for pretty cheap, is my assumption. But, um, so do all that. Get us on Twitter, all the Mail Fuzz movies, Twitter-related stuff is at Streams Midnight. Uh, that covers this show, Streams After Midnight, and the Atomic Cinema Experiment, all the content that's on Mail Fuzz movies. And of course, check out Mail Fuzz TV for the TV reviews as well. Uh, Shasha, feel free to pimp your channel. I actually am going to pimp somebody else's channel because I'm going to be on it this week. Um, we have a new episode of Coast to Coast Horror. It's going to be on Wordsmith Crystal Connors' channel. And in this episode, we went to a, this kind of the spiritual capital, or I should say spiritual list capital of the United States called Casadega and we actually filmed at a haunted hotel. So check us out there. That is cool. That's cool. Here you got out some free advertising. Very neat. Uh mm-hmm. so that is that's cool. Uh so that is that has been Secret Hockey Mask. Uh we've we've actually scraped to just over forty minutes somehow. I don't know how we did that, mm-hmm. but uh it's definitely time to wrap up. So thank you very much for joining mm-hmm. us. Uh, we always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, and if you see someone wearing the sacred mask, repeat to yourself, but hockey season ended months ago.